guys hear me? Oh yeah. And it's a hard rock life. Yeah. Welcome. We're here with Andrew for America from uh, punk rock and politics. Woo. How's it going? What's going on, guys? Oh, this. This is what's going on, man. I've been looking forward to this. Yeah. Great to talk to you guys finally. We've been chatting a little bit via email, and here we are. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, hell yeah, man. So, like, you... You really started like podcasting not that long ago, right? Uh, yeah, I started in uh, January 2021, so about a year and a half in now. No shit, you wouldn't know mm-hmm. it, dude. I I would think that you had been doing this for years. Oh, <laughs> thanks, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. I uh, it's going it's going well. Um, it's I've learned a lot since I started. Uh, uh, if you listen back to some of my earlier first episodes before I added like all the fun effects on the show parts um you can kind of see me build the show as you listen to the episodes from one till whatever i'm at now 110 or whatever and uh i like listening back sometimes and and just to double check like that was i a dipshit when i what you know what did i say like do i still you know are these words and these stories i was telling timeless or you know, like, was I an idiot? So that I kind of go back and listen from time to time just to make sure that I still like them and <laughs> that yeah. kind of thing. No, that's but cool. uh, it's going well. So, well, well, yeah, what is your experience with that? Like, when you hear your early episodes, do you hear your own progression? Like, you must, I, I would assume. Yeah, um, it's kind of like songs. Like, you remember what you were thinking, where you were when you wrote a song, or you remember a specific moment in time when you hear some specific song, you know, I think when I go back and listen to some of my podcasts, I have the same feeling where I'm like, Oh, I remember what I was thinking, where I was going with this. You know, I think I articulated it well, that kind of thing. So, um, I kind of look at podcasting. Like I look at songwriting. It's kind of like, you know, this piece, this piece, like verse, chorus, bridge, outro kind of deal. Um, and yeah, so it seems like it's, it's working. It's, it's, uh, slowly growing uh getting better i I, my biggest guest uh yet uh i'm going to air that episode i have i think not the next one but the one after that we don't Uh, we don't don't want to spoil that surprise i don't want to give away who it is but i just interviewed my biggest guest so far on the show so uh yeah it's moving in the right direction that's amazing hell yeah that's awesome (laughs) so you were would you uh mind uh explaining your military um background (laughs) No, no, yeah, so uh, I was an operations specialist uh, in the Navy for four years, uh, from 96 to 2000, and operations specialist is a pretty way of saying I did radar and chart plotting and uh, ran navigation systems, and uh, I was on an amphibious ship, and one of my jobs was to launch the marine boat raids. Uh, to the beach. So I basically played war games for three and a half years after boot camp. Uh, I got stationed in San Diego. Uh, I did two uh, Western Pacific deployments, one in 97 and one in 99. So I've been all over the world twice. Uh, And then I got out in July of 2000. Uh, And next year, 9-11. 
Damn. Happened. So, so I'm very, I just, I, I've been saying this. I, I always say this. I feel very thankful and blessed that I got out of the military when I did. Yeah. Uh, because I know a lot of people that went over there, people that I worked with. Uh, and it, it's like, it's like I jumped off that ship right before they went into hell basically. So I got home from, uh, I got home from joint base Lewis McCord a month before COVID hit. I was like, Whew. damn. Yeah, man. I, I joined, I joined kind of late in life. I went green. What service? I um I was army. Oh, okay. I was I was banging on yeah, Apaches. Just... Oh okay, right on. So there's a running joke. Thank you for your service. Thank you, thank you as well. There's a run. There's a running joke with um navigation, um in the military where uh, low officers like LTs and shit don't know their fucking way around land nav. Is that the same in the navy too? That what what was that that what? That the officers, like the LTs, they didn't know shit about land nav. Like, they were never taught that. For some reason, they just didn't know. Like, even, like, the ones you meet in basic training, they're just like, what, what, what are you? <laughs> uh, I think the parallel to the Navy would be, like, ensigns or, like... Oh, okay. Um, a, a Lieutenant JG line officer that just got out of college or out of the academy. Yeah. And, you know, you have, you have senior chiefs in the Navy that have been salty dogs I would see for 20 years that has to listen to and salute these guys. So yeah, there's a little bit of a difference of respect there. I think. Yeah. Yeah. The rank <laughs> you know? structure is a little different. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there, I mean, I worked on, uh, I worked in combat, what's called combat information center. And it's basically the brain of the ship that we, we give all of our, um, information and stuff to the officers on the bridge that are steering the ship and that kind of thing. You've probably seen, uh, before and uh yeah there's times where you kind of you get you give a little bit of shit to the the new young officers that are just trying to figure it out on the ship you know what i mean oh, i can tell you were late <laughs> did you get a lot of shit right guy um no we gave our green green ass lts a lot of shit though but they were wicked nice in the end so it's like they were like yeah. brothers to us you know what i mean as as is the military usually Oh, like, yeah. And when Absolutely. you when you go higher up, that's when things get a little hairier. Like my my father was command sergeant major of recruiting in San Antonio, oh, wow. like 11, 12 years ago, something like that. But he dipped out. He said he worst mistake <laughs> he ever made. But I'm like, no, it's probably the best thing he did. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm glad I did it. But if I had to do it all over again, there's no way, man. There's no way. Yeah, Kevin's brother right here. Yeah, his brother served for a long time, but unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's if you want to talk about it. Well, yeah. So my brother Chris uh, served as a civil affairs officer in Army Intelligence, and he took himself out of the game, much like you and I were talking before we were on air. He just saw a lot of weird shit going on. I don't know how much of it I Sorry should. Sorry, yeah. And he uh, he got really just you know distressed about it, and <laughs> I think yeah. one of the one of the things that ended up like really hitting them was the fact like just the just the people we were giving bags of money to who you know we you're watching tv and you're looking at like you know the taliban or al-qaeda or these people who are enemies and yet you know you find out you're giving them fucking bags of money oh yeah yeah it's happening in ukraine right now yeah yes yeah it always happened it's always happened it's it's the military industrial complex it's, it's yeah man the monopoly on everything that 
the government uh, has slowly taken over time. And uh, the older you get, the easier it is to see. And I think it's getting easier to see even for these young people. Hopefully they are seeing the realities of things. And I don't have a lot of faith in that happening as much as it needs to happen. But uh, that's why we're out here podcasting, man. We're trying to fight the good fight. I know a lot of people that are getting into the game right now that are a year or two years in. We're, you know, hovering around the 100 episode uh, mark. Some, some are, you know, less, some a little bit more. But you can see this big push towards a different type of media because people are sick and tired of yeah. the mainstream media. Everybody knows it's bullshit. And I, I just made this case the other day that distrust in the mainstream media is now a generational phenomenon. People are passing on that reality to their children. So now it's getting into the critical mass and the social consciousness of more Americans, I think, than ever before. And that's why I think there's a huge future for podcasting because we people are fed up that they want their news from someone that's going to vet their sources and do some research and have an interesting way to deliver that information that they can go take it upon themselves to research if they don't believe it. You know, it... The, the the options are so monopolized. You know, I always make the case that the the left wing and the right wing media are both you know two sides of the same coin, two wings of the same bird. You know, you you, yep. you think you're getting a different message if you watch Fox versus MSNBC or CNN, but you're not. What you're getting is the same message. Yeah, you're getting the same message uh, um, framed for a target market market demographic of person absolutely and it's it's mind control it's propaganda and that's what's controlling the minds of the average person that doesn't jump into this stuff it's by design and people are waking up so that's why i think people are flocking to podcasts and that's why i think you guys have a bright future that's why i think i and many like us have a bright future in this game for sure yeah yeah there's something to be said about that man well put well put uh yeah it's mind-blowing and, and we'll have more bands on soon i promise yeah yeah we we, we have we have, we have a stage here too for bands to perform live and do i saw that i was gonna ask like what uh what you guys yeah what your plans were for the show yeah we're super green right now so we're just trying to get the word out as it is we got we got some people lined up yeah definitely yeah man yeah oh yeah to kind of like double back to the the media and just just the control they have over everybody the brainwashing and the mind control quite literally uh you look more into the people who you look at every day like a candace owens or even even like a neil degrasse tyson and, and i've been seeing that these people have acting in their background in fact, they oh, yeah. were, I've been talking about that uh, quite a bit lately, actually. Yep. I picked up on that earlier that you were talking about that, too. Yeah, it's it's kind of mind-blowing, and people overlook that. Bill Nye as well. I don't know if you ever heard that, but he's he used to date my music teacher, actually. <laughs> but <laughs> well, uh, They were on TV, though. I mean, they had to have some acting background to be on TV. You know? Well, it's entertainment. I mean, it's... Speaking of, speaking of Bill Nye, did you see the, the meme... Uh, that circulated for a while. It was a picture of him uh, next to Dolph Lundgren, what and the? it showed and it showed Dolph Lundgren like bachelor's degree in political science, master's degree in uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. chemical biology, and like all these scientific uh, accolades and and degrees. And Bill Nye's like got some degree, and I don't remember what it was. But it wasn't really science related, and he's the science guy. Yeah, Just yeah, irony, you know yeah. I mean? Totally, totally, <laughs> man. That's a great example. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's uh, 
I don't know. I, it's so it's like a traffic jam of words, really, trying to get out of my mouth because there's so much to be said about all of it. It's just so fucking. Oh, it's, it's gross. <laughs> well, like today, there. Well, the most recent thing was friggin' old man. Old man Brandon, he was on TV being like, the pandemic's over. Mm. And then the White House is like, no, it's not, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, Oh, my God, that farce. fucking guy. It's, it's, all, it's all theater, man. They, it uh, is all every, theater, yeah. It's 100% theater, and, and this administration is, prove, is proving it, in mm. my opinion. If you, if you couldn't see it before, mm. if you can't see it with Biden, you're just not looking. That, yeah, man. So I, and to be honest with you, I saw it with Trump, too. And and sure. I, I've been having like this growing fear in me because I don't I don't fucking trust either of them. I don't even trust our own election process. But I've been having this growing fear in me that we are like it's it's just like a chess move and for like Trump to come in and look like the savior, you know what I mean? And that guy that guy can't be a fucking savior. Holy shit. Um, going into like his his degrees from Columbia and his Jesuit, you know, his Jesuit university and all the people that he went to school with that you know now he you know opposes or whatever. <laughs> they don't really oppose each other. It's like you said, it's like two wings in the same bird, man. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, I did uh, three part series. I think you guys uh, probably saw that on strategy and reality, and uh, that's what I kind of talk about is. You know, is he really the savior of the country? Is he really going to make this big red wave comeback? And the Republicans are going to unanimously win, uh, re-win the presidency. And if they don't, there's going to be civil war in the streets. I mean, it's just such a perfectly crafted media narrative. Yeah. And when you look like like you alluded to with the Jesuit background and uh, his connection to uh, uh, Robert Vincent Peale, the Freemason, 33-degree Freemason. Yeah. You know, he, 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 he was the... Uh, you know, he married Trump at the, his church that he was a pastor at for 50 years in New York. I mean, he was the Robert Vincent Peale guy wrote The Power of Positive Thinking. I actually just picked that book up from an antique store the other day. It was awesome. Oh, wow. Old-ass old ass copy of it. I can't read it. I can't wait to check that out. But um, I did some research on that guy. And, boy, he's connected to Kissinger and to Nixon. And, and as soon as I saw all of the usual suspects, I, I immediately knew. I was like, Trump's in the club. He's yeah. in the big club. Yeah. He's facilitating the function of that boisterous, whatever, right wing, if you want to call him right wing, uh, charismatic guy. He's been prepped for it his entire life. It's just, it's, it's doesn't take much. Mm. You, you don't have to do a lot of research to see the reality of some of these people that are running the show. Yeah, yeah, and he's tied into all the other war hawks, all the neocons and Zionists, which is 100%. dude. It's so weird that you can't even <clears throat> you can't even get into conversations like nine eleven. Uh, if if you start talking about the Israeli involvement, more particular like the Zionist angles, you get shut down. People just you get labeled an anti semite right away. It's like an automatic feedback thing. It's like, oh, you said Israel, fucking anti semite. Yeah, it's insane. No, that's uh, I just I just dropped. Uh... So I have that Supercut show, Reality Lies, Damn Lies, and Statistics. I just dropped uh, part four. Part four. Oh, okay. And, uh, it's, it's entitled We're Fucked. Yep. And uh, it's the most uh. tinfoil hat conspiratorial Supercut <laughs> I have ever assembled. It, it When I listened back to it the first time, I was like, dude, this scares me. Like, I <laughs> yeah. Dude. Drop this episode. Because you, you put Charlie in that mix, man. Yeah, well, and so, oh, yeah, but, oh, you guys checked it out. Yeah, wait, Charlie's, wait. Yeah. No, I did I don't know if I did. Uh, he had Charlie, Charlie, uh, Charlie Robinson. Oh. Robinson from Aggressions. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I sprinkled him throughout the whole thing because he has just been on fire 
lately just scared the shit out of me with a lot of the stuff that a lot of us, I think a, I think a lot of us suspect where he's going with things, but he is just fearlessly just dropping it. Like, dude, this is like, if you want to know what the worst case scenario of conspiracy theories are, go listen to Charlie Robinson's podcast. Oh, God. I don't know if there's anybody in the game that is more searing down the conspiratorial rabbit hole. And here's the thing uh, that I realized too, is that I started that getting back to your point about anti-Semitism. I actually bring that up. Uh, in that episode, I, there's this part where I say, "Okay, uh, a lot of people say you can't criticize uh, the Israeli situation Palestine. because of everything you said." And I brought up uh, Janet Osbar's work with the uh, Fall of the Cabal series, and I actually did an episode called uh, "The Past Is Crazy," where I talk about back in history, you know, the Khazar uh, region of what is now modern-day Ukraine, very close to Israel, in that region of the world, mm. uh, we're, we're a pretty bloodthirsty, allegedly ball and moloch worshipping satanic group of people that robbed everybody that came through the country, and they were such shitty people in the eyes of Russia that Russia tried to exile them. And Russia said, look, you can't believe in this, with these pagan religions that you guys are practicing. You're going to have to choose one of the three Abraham, Abrahamic religions, and they chose Judaism. So I make the case where I say, look, there are people that identify publicly as Jewish people, yeah. and they are not Jewish people. And as soon as you even mention that, boom, <laughs> anti-Semite roadblock. It doesn't matter what you're saying. There is going to be, there's going to be people where they're like, shut the fuck up. If you're not Jewish, you're just part of the goyim. You're a Gentile. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Shut up. White supremacist, nationalist, anti-Semite, you know, the venom. Stop going yeah. after my bagels. It's ridiculous, dude. Like it, it's the shutting down of thought and investigation is yeah. becoming even more and more apparent to me the more I dive into this stuff. Yeah. That you can't go back. It's the reality. That's There's the pre- a concerted effort to shut these conversations down. Go into and this next election. Go into this next election with this in your mind. There's all the evidence on one side and no investigation. And on the other side, by it's design. the opposite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, by design. <laughs> Definitely. Absolutely. It's it's yin and yang. You can just straight up see it right there. All the evidence on Biden's side, it's his son being a fuck up. But no, we don't talk about that. And then right. you got Trump getting all the investigations. Like, I don't know how many millions of dollars of resources spent on FBI or whatever raids. Friggin'. Yeah. And they're just trying to dig shit up. I don't get it. Yeah, it's all yeah. for show. It's all for show. Yeah, it is. A, <laughs> yeah, it's the theater of war. It's all the world's a stage, and yeah. it needs actors. It's all by deception. Uh, to quote, do you know? Are you familiar with Ryan Dawson at all, Andrew? Mm-mm. He's uh he's he's one of my favorite like independent journalists. He's a humanitarian peace activist, anti-war. Oh man, this is gonna and, end uh, in ten minutes. I'll check him out, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd probably dig him in. He gets often mislabeled many things because he he fucking talks about everything. He's not afraid to. Um, but he put out what I think is like the holy grail of nine eleven documentaries called the Empire Unmasked. And it's five hours, dude, it's five hours of like, like a hit. It's like, it has a history of false flags leading up to nine 11. So it takes a while to get there, but once it gets there, dude, it is like, fuck. And yeah, he just lays it all out there. The criminality involved, um, just all the shit. 
Go ahead. You mentioned Lucky Larry Silverstein. In yeah. That? Oh yeah. 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 Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. You mean the guy that just happened not to be there? That's the whole fucking story. Him Dude. And, him and Rumsfeld and the money that Miss Miss went missing from the Pentagon coffers, and then you go back to even I think Oklahoma City, and even before that, people were making the connection that Yitzhak Rabin had a conversation with Rumsfeld, and they basically had a secret meeting with Cheney and okayed the whole operation to go down. Allegedly, allegedly, I know that's a conspiratorial thought. No, go with it. And, go. <laughs> but, but I'm pretty sure if you follow the money and you put two, two and two together and you're intellectually honest about the, the information that you are reviewing, you will come to the conclusion that it was an inside job, 100%. And the evidence is only mounting and pointing in that direction as time marches on. So. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I, it's undeniable once you look into it that it's it's obvious that you know there's there's American involvement, there's Israeli involvement, the Saudis, um, all covertly working together. And I mean, the the FBI had these people on watch lists way before it happened. And then when you look at the the events of nine eleven that day, all the different arrests that took place the day of nine eleven, that got just shoved under the carpet. It's it's fucking mind blowing. Like, are, are you familiar with like the Urban System Moving Company? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Um. So yeah, there was. Uh, I'm gonna probably fuck this up a bit, but there was multiple vans driving around in New York, and there was actually an Urban System Moving van in there, like in the uh, basement of the towers. And uh, <clears throat> one of they had a van that was driving around, and, and you can look this up, dude. I would not talk about it if it wasn't true. But right, um, sure. it, there was a van driving around with a mural of the towers and a plane crashing into it. That was clearly a diversion. And they got pulled over. No yeah, man. There was, it was on the fucking news. And, like, I, you might faintly remember, like, the first news reports were that people got arrested in, I think it was the Lincoln Tunnel um, there was a couple of vans that were pulled over. One of them had explosives in it. Like, I remember that being on the news at the time, but then you never saw it again. It only showed up once. And so they, they detained a few people who worked for this company, uh, you know, uh, Urban System Movers. Um, they detained them because a woman had taken pictures of them, like, parked at a v- uh, vantage point watching the plane hit the towers and they were celebrating with their lighters like they were at a rock concert and there was pictures taken of them and there was a bolo uh, bolo put out you know um the fuck is bolo stand for again be on the lookout Mm-hmm. And they detained this van with, I think there was like three dudes in it. There might have been four. But in that van, there was traces of explosives. That's just one of the vans. They had traces of explosives. The passenger had $4,000 stuffed in his sock. They all had plane tickets out of the country one way. Yeah, ba- yeah dude, it's really fucking wild. Was, was that the one that was parked on the George Washington Bridge? That's one of them. Said that, yeah, yeah. I heard about that part. Mm-hmm. They, they, uh, they, aired, they had the news report, like, uh, aired it once, and then they pulled it. There's a few of them like that. Exactly. Like the one where, where they're doing the news report. Uh, I think it was, when it was airing, it was supposed to be after the plane or whatever, the missile hit the Pentagon. But then you can see the Pentagon in the background, and there's nothing going on. <laughs> yes. So yeah. And that one got pulled from the media, too. So. I mean, and, and even the, and the even building the, seven too, when they, when they announced it on BBC, 100%. that building seven came down and it hadn't even come down yet. 
same thing. And so, like, obviously these are botches mm-hmm. that yes, it, you, it's going to take a little bit of research to discover. But once you discover email. it, like, I don't understand how people can go backwards from check your email from th- those realizations. Yep. You know. Yeah. No. Me neither, man. And a lot of people. Uh, well, I mean, most people don't even know any of that shit happened, and that's. Yeah. That's the sad part of it all. And then when when you tell some people some of the truths about 9-11, people, I, in my opinion, people like Alex Jones and a few other fucking fear porn artists have really done a good job like mucking it all up and, and spewing out, you know, complete bullshit like fucking direct energy weapons or whoever that Susan... I forget her name. I don't know. That fucking idiot that was putting shit out about that. And, then, <laughs> and just yeah. there was so many fucking cockamamie theories that I, I believe are just, you know, controlled opposition. I could be wrong about that. But, I mean, some of the theories are just so mind-boggling stupid. And it, it really pushes people away from paying attention and wanting to know the truth. Like, people are already done. Exactly. Dude, people cool. would – exactly. And once we started going into Iraq, people were done talking about it. They didn't even want to fucking hear the word 9-11. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh <laughs> And that's that has all the implications of what we're dealing with today. Sorry, I'm not trying to head you off. Oh no, that's fine. I was just trying to um figure out what I wanted to say in response to that because it's it's like you said, it's this over stimulation. It's it's the desensitizing us with too much information. Mm. And it, be, it, it creates this environment where you hear so many different stories. And I think that's part of the whole subversion plan and, all, you know, the whole, all that stuff. It, that's the goal is to keep us so pissed off at each other, fighting back and forth, bickering about politics, Democrat, Republican. Like, it's, you know, here's this story and then there's this story and then there's this story that contradicted. And, like, it creates this environment where... You're either going to do one or two things. You're just going to believe whatever story you like because it lines up with what you want to think about a situation. Yeah. Or you're going to look into it and find out what the actual truth is. And sadly, the people that take the time to really look into things are a very minute minority of people in this country. And that's why it's so easy to uh, hoodwink mm-hmm. and brainwash and manipulate people into you know, thinking whatever the hell you want them to think. They got it down to a science now. The CIA, the the Operation Mockingbird, the MK Ultra. Like, we have history, there's documents, declassified that proves this occurred. And people still are just like, no, nope, I'm, I'm a Fox News guy, I'm an MSNBC guy, I believe everything fucking Potato Head tells me, that's my team, and fuck your team, and I don't care what you say, whatever my team does is cool, and I don't have to worry about the morality or... The hypocrisy, like, and and it's just team binary, uh, you know, tribalism. Yes. It's it's been used throughout history to control the populations by the aristocratic class. And nowadays, it's only getting more aristocratic at the top. These people, for the first time in history, I think every sitting member of the Senate is a multimillionaire. How are you gonna make? How do you make multi millions of dollars on a six figure government salary? You fucking don't. What are you doing? You know what are you doing? One minute Literally. left. One minute left until we're kicked out of the Zoom meeting. I'm trying to work on it right now, <laughs> but we'll hit you back and we'll keep the show going. I'm sorry to cut you off real quick, but we got one. No, that's perfect. Left. That's good. That's a good spot to edit it. Actually, to stop. So, y'all, yeah, I'll wait whenever you're ready. Rock and roll. Uh, yeah. We can keep going in the meantime. I just gotta. I'm almost there. 
because uh, oh, okay. yeah, if we try to edit on this computer, it kind of blows up. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, we're, let's not do that. we're doing the best we can <laughs> with what we got. <laughs> no, that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, so just to kind of, free, you know, it, it's that's why I think I'm podcasting because, and I think you guys probably are too, and why a lot of us are getting into this is because it's one part therapeutic yes. for us yes. to get these ideas out and, and throw them into the world and see what sticks. And then it's one part, um, you know, I look at my audience like I'm trying to entertain you, but I'm also trying to educate you too. And that's what the sharing of knowledge and information, it, you know, it's been, it's been restricted so much that I think that's why. Fuck. Yeah. And there he goes. People. Oh, we lost him. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. We'll have him right back, ladies and gentlemen. We're, we're coming back. What's the zip code in Pembroke? 02359. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. We ran into a paywall in case. Uh, It'll never happen again. We yeah. just have to pay once. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. I, this is, it's so refreshing to talk to him. I, he's on point. <laughs> he's just on point. And uh, we, we hope uh, you, the listeners, are enjoying this as much as we are. But if not, whatever, we're doing it for us anyway. So. Yeah, it's <laughs> completing It's completing right now, so we'll get right to it. In just a couple moments. Yeah. I wonder, wonder who's live right now. What cameras? Oh, we're blank. Oh nice. No. Oh, it's a black screen, guys. Oh. We're sorry. <laughs> we're sorry. <laughs> not really, though. We're Andrew, still, hang we in there. We still got you. <laughs> Ah, oh, fucking rookies. <laughs> We're fucking rookies. Yeah, I hear that. <laughs> the whole goal was to come in here and act like we had our shit together. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Not really. Not really. It's all right. Sign out. <laughs> you know, we're talking to the big guns now. <laughs> we're talking to the big guns now and we're fucking uh, He'd love to hear that, that he's big time. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Andrew. Uh, yeah. He will be, man. He's he's growing pretty fucking fast, and rightfully so. Yeah, definitely. All right, guys, we're um we're gonna invite him in right now. So sorry for <laughs> sorry for the fucking delay. Yeah, we're the best, <laughs> killing it. I'll email him first. <laughs> Yeah, man. <laughs> All right, let's invite me. Invite OBS yourself. Up? Yeah, OBS is up. All right, lady, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Hey. hey. <laughs> hey we're gonna pretend you like, like we that. Didn't. We're gonna pretend like we edited all that out. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna fucking pretend is right. <laughs> Fake it till you you make it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> lucky if i make it through this so now we're good to roll like fucking forever that was like when that 10 minutes popped oh, up i was like my balls dropped i, I know like, <laughs> what the hell man oh no that was pretty i was johnny on the spot though i whipped out the card and was just like hey is that what you need <laughs> yeah thank you dude that was a lifesaver teamwork brother <laughs> it's a hard rock life more us we should get Jay Z to mix us a fucking version of that. That <laughs> Illuminati ass. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Perfect. 
<laughs> Hopefully he's joining. Yeah. <laughs> okay, he'll, he'll come back, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully. This is good. This is good. <laughs> this is a test of faith. Oh, shit. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, there he is. <laughs> we just had to make a purchase. Yo, yo, yo. We just had to make a goddamn purchase. Yeah. I, I'm so sorry. Yeah, the 10 minutes popped up on the screen and my fucking heart broke. Ah, <laughs> oh, dude, it's cool. <laughs> you can chop that up. So I'm sorry, to up. Cut, I'm sorry to cut you off, um, He's guys. He's not going to chop that up, if you can, <laughs> If you can pick up where you left off, that would be great. If not, we can carry oh. this. We can carry this. Oh, no, this. I was just – I think I was just talking about podcasting. I was saying, like, for me, like, I feel like I would do it even if I wasn't, like, entrepreneurial about it and wanting to make money at it. Which I mean, some money would be nice, right? Yeah. Uh, but and some and some, you know, growing listenership always would it feels good. But um, I would do it because of just of the creative artistic outlet. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, totally. It, it's it's same same thing with music. It's like yep. you know, it's like writing a song. Oh, it's like I would do it even if I don't sell it. Even if I'm not selling the song, I'm playing that song all the time. And I look at my podcast like that, like. Like we talked about earlier in the show, like I'll go back and listen to old shows because I actually love the work. I love what I'm putting out there and I'm 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 going over it like surgically to make sure that it it what I'm putting out there is timeless and it's gonna stand the test of time. And um like I said, and, and nobody trusts the media anymore. So I feel like if we're gonna have a future, uh if you know, if, <laughs> if we're gonna save the republic. Uh, people need to start listening to podcasts and thinking about these concepts. And, and yeah. do you want to you want to swerve in a censorship then? Sure, yeah, swerve. Yeah, like you want. we're <laughs> you know we're we're on the production side. Um, our our counterpart Kelly, she's wanting to upload to YouTube, and I'm always sketched out about it. Always have been. Just yeah, be we like, won't last on YouTube. Yeah, if it gets taken down, it's like why bother? You know what I mean? And it's like Spotify. They let they let all these people say whatever they want. Look at Charlie shitting on the fucking government every morning before I have my coffee, and fucking. <laughs> and how do they let, like? How does that work? That that can happen yet. I don't um, know, man. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think it's a slow process, and I think it's generational again. It's it's you introduce a little thing that goes unnoticed, and it people just start getting used to it, and then it becomes commonplace. It's like you know Arthur Schopenhauer, the the three stages of truth. You know, first it's ridiculed, then uh, it's it's mocked and viciously attacked, and then it's eventually accepted as absolute truth. And uh, I think that's what happens. That's how media manipulation and propaganda work, and why they're effective. Is because they don't hit you with everything all at once. It's a slow process. And eventually over time, you start to notice it the older you get. And that's another reason why I think it's, uh, you know, I'm in my 40s now. So I feel like it's my responsibility. If I'm going to give back to society in any way, I'm going to try to open people's minds to concepts and topics that maybe they, they don't, not only have they never thought about, but nobody's given it to them. Like, how do you know things if you don't have someone in, teaching us and instructing us and if we don't have a pure news media then you know market forces are going to demand podcasts and people talking about it somewhere even if it's radio you know what i mean so dude i'm so glad they like you're optimistic i i wasn't sure whether or not you were you know black pilled or 
red whatever they call it i don't know like pessimistic no optimistic. i'm always optimistic yeah, you seem like hope. Hope. you seem very hopeful <laughs> that's good yeah i'm well i mean i don't sound hopeful on my show very often but i mean it's fucking hard uh, to deep, man it's hard when you're talking down, about this yeah yeah i mean deep down i am though because i know that i know how it felt you guys know how it felt that day that you heard this little piece of this little piece, this little piece of information that you just dwelled on, and it just it truth bombed your brain, and you and it, it it was inspirational and fascinating and interesting, and you just took, you went down the rabbit hole, yep. and that's how it starts, and it's only a matter of time before that starts happening for everybody. I think it's already happening, guys. It is. I think it it's already is. happening. Yeah, there's more and more people that are waking I'm, up. I'm starting to have more faith in the younger people and the younger generations because the more the reality of politics and government and what's happening with world events starts to – a picture starts to form if you pay you know, even a little bit of attention to it. It's only a matter of time where, sure. before people go, wait a second. What about this? What about this? This doesn't add up. Now you're in. Yeah. Now, that's the red pill. Now you're in. You can't go back. Yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> And what what when would you say that happened for you? Um, boy, that's a great question. Um, I think again, it was probably a slow process. Um, I think it started in my military career when I saw just little things, you know, little questionable things, reasons why this happened, reasons why we're doing this, why are we going here, why are these people on the ship? What is the special boat unit doing late at night? Nobody knows. You know, like there's just a, there's stuff that goes on all the time that, you know, you can just fall in line and, and do what you're told and not think about it. Or, you you know, I'm, I've always been a thinking person. So uh, and curious, too. So, Thank you know, you start, start thinking about stuff. And then so that was where it started for me, just becoming a worldly person and traveling around the world. Then I went to college and uh I read a lot. I read at length uh, about everything. I mean, you, I got books. You, you see this right here. This is one right here. Uh, bookshelf of two. I mean, I, I, just, I, I go to half price books. I buy, buy books all the time. And uh, one time I picked up a book uh, about <laughs> Skull and Bones, Yale yeah. University. <laughs> yeah. And I read about, I read about 322. I read about Bush and Prescott and HWW. I read about the initiation ceremonies. I read about the history, um, and then uh, I learned about uh, Tragedy and Hope by Carol Quigley, uh, that basically lays out how the bankers and you know the alleged quote unquote robber barons took over uh, during the Industrial Revolution and did everything they could, used violence and manipulation and. Uh, you know, went maf mafia style on taking over their and, and getting rid of their market competition so they could monopolize the railroad and Henry Ford monopolized the car industry. And, you know, a, a lot of that happened with help from their government buddies. And and that's that's where it started. So you start to figure that shit out. Uh, I did anyway when I was in college. Uh, I read that book and then I just read a lot. And I read things over time that you start seeing crossover. You know what I mean? This author talked about this and then this other author talked about this and then I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. so you guys are both seeing this the same way, you know? And then I'm like, it's like, it's like pieces of the puzzle start to fall into place. Just 
be out of the research, out of the pure quest for knowledge and truth. And when that stuff started happening for me, that's when I knew. That's when I was like, okay, this is going to be just part of my life. I'm going to I'm going to research. I'm going to read. I'm going to dive into stuff and 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 hope to fully understand it. Uh, especially when the things that we've been seeing going on in our world, in our country, ever since 9/11, and especially since COVID, holy shit, yeah. is it's 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 fast forwarding <laughs> all of those thoughts for not only myself but a lot of us. Yeah. And it it's it, if you're not ready for it, if you don't have a mentally tough uh, perspective, it can drive people crazy. And I think that's another reason why the mental health situation in our country is so out of control is because part of the propaganda is a big 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 part of that yeah the media propaganda is they want you to be to feel pathetic and useless and hopeless and fighting with each other and in constant fight or flight mode so that they can continue running the show behind the scenes and going to the fucking bank with all of our money and that's the facts. Order for chaos, right? Mental health, it's being hijacked and gaslighted, you know what I mean? Fuck yeah, it is. Yeah. And the whole order through chaos. Yeah, happens yeah so exactly. Times. And that's what, and that's that's a whole other rabbit hole. Once you start looking at uh, the occult and who's been involved with that over time, and boy. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, you, you, you mentioned like Prescott and, uh, and, and Bush and all that fucking Bush murder death fucking cult. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Magog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. You guys are familiar with that term? No, Magog. Magog. No, uh, that's another. So, so George H. W. Bush, I guess his like name in the cult fraternity was Magog and M A G O G. I think it is. And if you go look it up, you you'll be interested in uh, what that's all about. Very interesting stuff. Does that have anything secret... to do with like gematria or something? Um, I'm. I th- I think it has to do with certain occult. Uh, symbolism and phrase, you know, word magic, phraseology, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't dive into it that much, but the amount of knowledge I have on it that I've just kind of picked up from different places over time, and I, I, I kind of put it together. Um, but you can never really know because a lot of that information is secret. That's why it's called the occult. It's hidden. Only yeah. certain people are taught that stuff. It's not to be known by the general population, and they might even kill you. If you start talking about certain things yeah. with regard to all that. So that's why, you know, that's why it's a secret. It's a secret society. Like, you're not supposed to know. <sighs> Dude, yeah. You you mentioned a lot of names that uh, that just ring <laughs> evil. Like, uh, I, I when you started talking about, like, the Industrial Revolution and, like, railroads, too, weren't the Vanderbilts, like, a big part of that? Huge, um, huge family. And that's like Anderson, Anderson Cooper, for those who don't know, is like a Vanderbilt's son. <laughs> he's, he's part of the line. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking And there's awesome. a lot of those, especially when you look in the news media, the crossover between some of the wealthiest families in this country and some of the people that literally went from mainstream media news and from government positions in some administration into the media. I mean, just just the fact that that revolving door happens, yeah. not only in gov- between government and business, between government, media, and business. I mean, of course they're looking out for themselves. Of course they're going to tell you stories that they want you to believe that's going to help their businesses thrive. But I mean, how much Pfizer advertising did you see during the pandemic? Holy shit! It's man. fucking ridiculous. It's so obvious mm-hmm. that it's a concerted business plan 
being implemented. And it just drives me bananas when you see it. And I look at my fellow Americans and I'm just like, I just want to shake the shit out of some of you. Like, how do you not see how colluded and conspired and monopolized all of these institutions are and have been for years and years and years and years and years? Yeah. Yeah, it's gross, dude. And Pfizer, yeah, <laughs> fuck, man. Every every commercial I hear is about either Pfizer or or some kind of pharmaceutical. It's everywhere. That's not a coincidence. And they have not so many like Pfizer has like I think the most lawsuits against them out of like any like vaccine. They have like, the biggest criminal fine in history. Is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. I mean, they have plenty the to plenty to boot. Fine in history. That's fucking. Like that's why there's medical malpractice lawyers as a branch of that like schooling just for that. I can't imagine they get much funding, but I mean, like you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're there. Yeah. It's a monopoly. I mean, the medical industry is so corrupted and it's so nuts how things operate. It, I mean, <laughs> you know, even if you're a type of person that's anti universal health care, I mean, at some point, you, you're, you're going to have to start thinking about that kind of stuff because what's happening is just such a perversion of what should be happening and what we should logically do to be helping people. And, if, if if we're if it's all about money and commodification, keeping you sick so that they can keep that money that bottom line rolling in, where's the sanctity of life? Like I don't know if you're religious, uh, if you guys are religious or not. I don't know if you're spiritual or whatever. But like if you know, regard regardless of what your religious beliefs are, I, I challenge any American to ask themselves, you know what what do you what level of importance do you hold a human life and i'm not trying to get into the abortion conversation i'm just saying yeah, what is the value of a human life you should be punished if if, for killing if we're someone. disposable <laughs> if you know what i mean like, it makes you feel like the medical industry and the government's like no you guys are disposable we'll patch it up we'll get you to the next roadblock where you need another pill where you need another whatever it, it, it's all reactive it's no it's not proactive it's data and that's by design yeah. and so if you want to live in a country where your status quo is you have to work yourself into the ground for your sub for your sustenance and and, and you you're going to you're going to destroy your health in pursuit of the dollar it's like the dalai lama and then you're going to spend all your money recuperating your health and then you know you're going to die having never really lived or whatever however his it's like such a right on point of view it's like people feel like they're going to live forever and and it, and if you're going to chase the dollar just to have a roof over your head and then you, you get to retirement age and you're you have so many medical issues 65 that you can't even enjoy yeah. your 65. retirement that's slavery yeah. guys that's yeah. that's wage corporate wage slavery yeah, and that's... i know i'm not a socialist i'm not a left minded person but now you're just logical at some at some point you have to face it yeah. that the only way you're going to make money in this country is if you start your own business and you you're, are, are an entrepreneur. And the only way you can do that is to educate yourself and to know things. And if you don't even care to learn, you're going to be working for someone else the rest of your life. You might as well be a slave. You might as well already just call yourself, I'm a slave. I threw in the towel. I have no hopes and dreams. Fuck it. I just need a paycheck. It's just Show sad, me the Netflix. Well, you need like the World Economic Forum to take over and, uh, you know. So you don't have to own anything and like it. That's what's going to happen. So yeah. you can bitch about other people's with... carbon. Yep. 
And that's how they're going to do it. They're going to just lull us to sleep right into virtual reality, yeah. plug us into the matrix, and you're never going to have to worry about anything. Aldous Huxley's painless concentration camp, a prison with no walls, where the prisoners would never dream of escaping. That's the future in the new in the new world order in the World Economic Forum's eyes. Yeah, that's why you got like an A plus for me, dude. Your charisma is like through the roof, doing what you do. Yeah, he gets it. <laughs> yeah, I just I'm very passionate about it. What like once I have something figured out, I'm like when I get ready to do a show, like the preparation I put into it, like people don't see that, and and it's it's my it's my neurosis. <laughs> it's it's my nervous tick. It's my creative outlet now. Uh, you know, I'm not playing in bands anymore. That's how I, you know, that was my therapy for many, many years with music and getting on stage. And uh, now that I'm older, getting behind the mic on a podcast is going to be, you know, how I ride off into the sunset. So, oh, hey, you're doing a great job of it, man. See, you came Thanks, up guys. in like the punk scene and. Yeah, so yeah, we should we <laughs> you want to turn up the optimism and the fun, talk about some music? Yeah, we yeah, can, yeah we'll talk about all of it. <laughs> so, so yeah, so when I was in the Navy, um, I started writing songs out at sea. I had uh, old school, shitty, like um, Jag Sting kind of guitar, uh, and I had stickers all over it, and I kept this little amp, uh, in this little area in the in. CIC where I worked and uh, when I had time off I'd, re I'd plug it in and just start jamming and people would come in and we'd sing songs and other guys that played uh, they had a, a band on the ship and so uh, I actually got to play music with some guys out to sea because what else are you going to do? Yeah. You know, play cards sit on the mess deck, fuck off, read books you know, you, there's not a lot to do recreationally on a Navy ship uh, so that's when I started kind of playing uh, in you know, bands, quote unquote, just jamming with people. And uh, I started really, really getting into it. And so I eventually got uh, the idea to, you know, I, I was like, you know, I'm going to try to write some songs. So I'd, I'd get like six, seven songs together. And then uh, I, I went to one of the guys that I worked with as a drummer, I found a guy that played bass. And right on base at 32nd Street in San Diego was this little place called the Rec Yard. And nice. It was kind of like this recreational place that it was kind of like a commissary where you could buy, oh, excuse me, snacks and candy and like you could hand me down <laughs> musical instruments. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to age myself. You could rent video games and movies. Oh, fuck, fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're, we're at that age. You know? Yeah, we're there. Yeah. So, so, but they also had these little practice uh, studios in there where you could go in and, and uh, just rent an hour's worth of time. And so wow. uh, we would do that just to, just for fun we'd go in there and try to uh hash out like five six songs and so that kind of started happening over time and then eventually we got to a point where we we're like all right like should we try to play a show like should we try to like play in front of people and this little coffee shop on el cajon boulevard in san diego i called this place and they're like yeah you guys can come down play a few songs and uh it was over by college area by san diego state and uh that was the first show I ever played. This little coffee shop uh, allowed us to make fools of ourselves in public. And a uh, few people in the crowd, and it wasn't the crowd, a few people in the 
the, chairs. The, the I few guess. people. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, seemed to like it, and nice. And, and that's where that's where it started for me. And then fast forward, you know, ten years later, I was in four or five different bands, uh, played uh, all over the southwestern United States. Uh, my my last band, nonprofit. Uh, we recorded with Ryan Green, Bane, punk rock producer. He's recorded everybody, Strung Out, Lagwagon, Guttermouth, every, any punk rock band you can think of. He's probably had his hand in it at some point. So that was one of the highlights of my life. Uh, we stayed with him for two weeks out in Scottsdale when he had a studio uh, studio out there, Crush Recording Studio, it was yep. called. And uh, he had like bunk beds in there. And we literally would wake up and go to bed for two weeks, just hashing out music and hashing out our EP. And uh I loved every second of it, man. It was awesome. That and sounds so, awesome. Yeah, that's what we're. So yeah, so then I start when I moved back to Minneapolis. I started a band called The Launch, and we played uh, around for a couple of years, and then it just got everyone just got older, families, kids, priorities, and uh, uh, I didn't have that outlet anymore. And so then over after doing nothing creative for a few years, that's when I got the idea for the podcast. So that's awesome. That's a good story. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Dude, it's just a gradual progression over time. Like, anytime you want to do, and this is what I tell people all the time now. Like, uh, if you want to, if you really want to find purpose or or happiness or joy out of life, you have to find what you love to do, and and let it fucking kill you, man. Like, and I mean that. Like, do it until you can't do it anymore, and. I think that's gonna. That's how people are gonna live a happy, fulfilling life, is to just not pay attention to the noise. You just stay in your lane. You do what you do. You focus on what you can control, and what you control, you can control is you. In fact, that's all you can control. So the quality of your life is 100% your decision. And if you're gonna be a doom and gloom, be radicalized by fundamentalist Christianity or you know, funny fundamentalist Islam or any of these crazy, you know, Zionists. Yeah, any fundamental thing, yeah. Like, if you want to take that, those ideas and those realities to that level, you're going to eventually develop a substance abuse problem. You might get suicidal. Your mental health is going to be shit. You're, you're going to destroy any relationship that you have in your life. Like, you got to stay positive and you got to focus on love. You got to get away from fear. And you got to start moving towards love. And love is loving yourself. And that means a healthy level of selfishness. Like, you got to look out for number one. You can't just doormat for everybody in the world outside of you. And I feel like too many people do that. And that's where a lot of their problems come from. They don't have the balls to do what they want to do. And that's where happiness begins, in my opinion. Yeah, because it builds, 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 builds. We were talking, Kevin and I were talking on the phone about that, like, last night, just... It's just all about the chase for people that don't get it. You know what I mean? It's a carrot and a stick. Money comes and goes. Don't sell your shit, folks. You might never have that (laughs) shit. You might never get that shit back. Money comes and goes. If you're just going to spend it on a roof over your head for a month, then. Well, and and you know what? Here's a good check. So, like, let's say you get to age 40, and I'm just picking an arbitrary age. I mean, whatever. Mid-middle age, right? And. If you look at your life and you feel like you start to think that you're running out of time, like, oh, shit, I'm getting older, like, certain things just aren't available to me anymore, that is that is the devil lying to you. 
Yeah, that's <laughs> you a can do killer. whatever you want to do. And I've seen people if you if you if you set your mind to something, you can you'd be very surprised in just a year or two. I mean, shit, I, like I, we got done talking about before. I've only been podcasting for a year and a half. Yeah. Like I'm not making millions of dollars at it, but I'm already popular enough to be asked to go on other shows. I've invited people onto my show, and my guests are getting more and more popular. I guess you say, like, they have higher popularity level or whatever that means. And then you start stacking all the socials and the connections and the links on top of it. It it grows organically, and and it's possible. And I just – I want people that doubt themselves and don't believe that they can do it to just know that, look, if you just don't stop, like, you're going to fail. You're going to fuck up. You're going to make mistakes, Mm. right? But that's you how you learn. To. That's how you grow. Yeah. You have to. You have to. If you're not feeling, you're not trying. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Fucking A, man. Well put. Again. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, that's that's what got me into, like, all this stuff was music. I mean, uh, with, like, the whole truth movement. Because when I, I – I've been playing a performance since I was a kid. But I, I was saying to you earlier, I went on a tour in Europe back in 04. Yeah, I wanted to talk about that. Yeah, tell me those stories. Well, yeah, we went to, I mean, many stories from that one tour alone, but we went to, uh, we were in Kosovo and I was playing bass for a band called 25 to life at the time. And they're all from like New York and like a, they're like a hardcore straight edge band. I was not, but I, um, yeah, I, I had the opportunity to go on tour with these guys. Uh, the singer Rick asked me if I could play bass for them and I was like, fuck yeah, dude, free tour, 20 years old. Let's go. Oh yeah. I ended up, Perfect. yeah, it was amazing, and um, that wasn't the first time I played out, but that was, you know, the most significant anyway, because they had a, quite the following over there, and um, we ended up in Kosovo, and this was my first, like, real eye-opening account. We were driving by this, uh, it, I would later find out it was a school for kids hard of hearing, but it was in rubble, and there were soldiers standing in front of it with, you know, M16s in their hands or whatever. They could have been AK-47s. I don't remember. I think they were M16s. But the tour bus guy, our tour, you know, our kind of like tour guide was, I asked him, I'm like, what the fuck is going on around here? Is this like safe? He's like, yeah, yeah. Well, this has been going on since uh, like your president, Bill Clinton, you know, had his conflict with Kosovo and Milosevic and all that. You know, it was 04, so on the grand scale of time, it really wasn't that long ago when we were there that it all happened, you know. And uh, we drove by that in a, in a church that had been – it was standing, but it was all bombed out. And um, he told us – he went on to tell us that he was playing uh, a skateboard video game. I forget what game it was with a friend of his and his apartment. His little brother left to go to school, and they're playing, and – Dude, it gets me so choked up, like, thinking about it now, because we, we cried hard. He cried hard. I grabbed him. We were hugging each other. It was quite the moment, but he was saying that when his, his little brother left, you know, and then they started hearing, like, uh, the, the planes and everything going overhead, and just the ground was shaking like an earthquake. And, uh, you know, they, he forgot that his brother just left for school because they were so caught up in the moment. Yeah. He ended up, you know, yeah, once everything kind of stopped, his friend was like your brother and they ran outside and he looked down the street because they lived right down the street for that school and his brother was hard of hearing he went to that school and uh 
yeah, it was in rubble. And, um, yeah, you know, and all, all wars, you know, they have atrocities. But, like, what I began to learn then was that, like, all wars involve deception, you know? And, and he was saying, and I was so grateful because it was such an awkward moment for me being from America. But like, oh, fuck, is he telling me this? Because, you know, um, yeah. and, and I, I said, I'm sorry, you know, I'm so sorry that happened to you. And, and he's like, no, he's like, you, you're American. He's like, you're not your government. And I was like, right, yeah, fuck no, I'm not my government. And, yeah. um, and it, it was just like a very touching moment. And, and we talked about how, when they were dealing with Milosevic and Kosovo that we hit a lot of civilian buildings. And I, I, I think it was mostly civilian buildings. And, um, I mean, Clinton was a fucking monster. Um, monster. Yeah. He's, he part, really, of, he's part of that. He's part of the, you know, he's best friends with HW Bush. They're yeah. all in the club. Yeah. He went, did he go to Yale too? Did Clinton go to uh, Yale? I want to say Georgetown. I, okay. I can't remember. But uh, it's the Ivy League. Yeah. I mean, have you guys, are, are you guys well, they're all connected for sure. I was going to say, are you familiar with that book, Tragedy and Hope? Carol Quigley, George No. No. Just, just oh, you guys got to go check out my episode, Tragedy and Hope. Okay. It's, it's, one, of my, it's one of my most listened to episodes. Uh, it's one of the thickest books I've ever read through. I haven't read the whole thing. But uh, I read enough to pick out some very, very uh, important pieces of information that uh, basically, Carol Quigley blows the whistle on on how connected the Ivy Leagues are mm. to the big endowments that fund them, which are the Rockefellers, the the you know the Rockefeller Republicans, any the yeah. Vanderbilts, like you said, the Pillsburys, the Fords, the Heinz family, all the big money families. Um, you know, they they go handpick mm. who they want to be in charge of the engine. From the Ivy League schools, and that's what the secret societies are all about. Yeah, they they pick from the the richest one percent families. Uh, there's a lot of blood bloodline stuff that goes on. You guys. Oh know my that. god, the bloodlines. Yeah, it's the insane. bloodline thing is a big deal. People don't realize that it's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. If I may, what is the Club of Rome? Does that have a lot to do with the skull and bones and that kind of the schools and stuff, or is that something so, totally different? So what I know about the Club of Rome is it's very similar to like your Bilderberg group or okay. your Council of Foreign Relations or it, it's just a group. It's a company. You know, all these, yeah, it, yeah. You know, all these people have groups within groups. They have groups that they're a part of with th these people. They have groups that they're in with these other people. Um, you know, the Carlisle group with George H.W., uh, you know, that kind of thing. There's okay. so many little uh, of these clubs and the Club of Rome is one of them that's connected with uh, the Vatican, you know, Kissinger, Rothschilds, all the, you know, Jesuits, all that stuff that, that we always talk about. Uh, and that's proven. I mean, you can look at the history. All you got to do is look at the history and you can see that. Um, yeah, the, so. the real history, not the shit they're telling you at school. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, is, it, is the Vatican at the top, do you think? Um, I think it's a part they're of up the there. <laughs> if the well, crown think, has jewels, it is one of the jewels, I suppose. Yeah. So, so I make this argument, and uh, the past is crazy. And this, you can see this in uh, the first couple Fall of the Cabal sequel series yeah. videos. Uh, Janet Osbard, she does a great, a great job of explaining the history. And to the best of my knowledge, what it seems like happened was the Knights Templar 
kind of, you know, grew into the military wing of the Catholic Church, the Roman Catholic Church, with the Jesuits and all that kind of stuff. And they were doing their thing, controlling and dominating for years and years and years, right? And then you had the Freemasons, the original Masons, and then the Freemasons later. And there's some secret knowledge there uh, that nobody knows about, obviously. Oh, yeah. Both of them were both of them were great bankers. Great banking families came out of a lot of these groups. The Khazars and the Rothschilds, you know, that uh, became Zionists, I guess, allegedly, whatever, same group of people. Yeah. Um, yeah. And allegedly the way it worked or way, the way it happened was <sighs> – a secret meeting, Adam Weishaupt had a secret meeting one time and he joined together the Khazars Rothschild banking uh, you know, line, bloodline that goes back to that. Because yeah. that's what the, they say they say that the Khazars are or that the Rothschild family are ancestors of Khazars. And when they got exiled from that region they moved west. And then over time that's where the five sons, the five families they talk about that settled in Frankfurt, Vienna Berlin, like whatever the five cities are that were all Rothschild children, uh, the sons of Amschel, Mayor Rothschild. And uh, allegedly that whole line came from ancient Khazaria, okay? Okay. And that's and they their ancestors were the Phoenicians, yeah. the Sumerians. So that's like the uh, black nobility, know. right? Yeah, that's where all that stuff comes from, right? Yeah. So that's allegedly what happened when they formed the Illuminati. The Illuminati allegedly is – a meeting that occurred between the Roman Catholic Church, Church and the Jesuits, Freemasons, whoever, and the Rothschild Khazars that were exiled from Russia in what is modern-day Ukraine. And that's yeah. when they joined the, – the most evil motherfuckers that controlled everything on this planet for years joined forces at that point. And that's where all of your Illuminati conspiracy theories come from, is this alleged meeting that took place with Adam Weishaupt when he created that that organization and that's what it consisted of was those groups of people all joining forces and this happened back at like uh i think it was the reformation years uh when they when the the protestant reformation and then the council of trent and all that kind of stuff in history so yeah it's amazing how fucking old this stuff is <laughs> you could turn oh, it back ancient. to music too um one yeah, of those literally, one literally of the ancient. one of the arms of you know those foundations of institutions of the bloodlines was the Tavenstock Institute, and they oh, yeah. freaking created the Beatles. Yeah, yeah, and Dude. that was they created you know, pop culture. Yeah, yeah right, and right. that I would was, make the argument that they created pop culture on purpose. I think that's fair. <laughs> and it, walking the line of MK Ultra even um, talks about that. You know, once it the America got involved and stuff like that. You know. Yeah. Within the music industry, the Doors being you know an example of that, Gulf of Tomkin, yeah, that whole relation. For those who don't know, Jim Morrison's father was uh, what, what was Admiral his John, Admiral, Admiral John Morrison. Oh, okay, and yeah, and he's the guy that spout out the narrative of the Gulf of Tonkin that ultimately thrusted us into Vietnam, which turned out to be nothing. It wasn't even anything that happened. It didn't yeah, even fucking happen. Well, and I, I would, I think that you know Jim Morrison and the whole psychedelic acid trip thing that, yes, that yes. occurred during that era. Yeah. That was that was when that was Psy Operation. Uh, uh, you know the MK Ultra. Those were the height. That was the height of the MK Ultra years. Yeah, where they were trying. They're purposely dosing the general population. I mean, uh, Operation Midnight, Midnight Climax. Yes, CIA guys. Dude. that would that would send prostitutes out on the streets and bring dipshits back that thought they were going to get laid. 
they would dose them with LSD just to see what the effects were. Yeah. And that's how they start. They started doing research. Like they, they were literally Data. the, the, so, the industrial the the intelligence communities have been terrorizing yeah. the American people for years and years and years and years, and you never fucking hear about it. And there's a reason that you never fucking hear about. It. Have you read Tom O'Neill's book Chaos? Is that, no, is that, I have not. That's that actually. That's I haven't either, but I need to because it's that's all about midnight climax and that everything you just talked about. And he, it's like, I don't know. It took him like twenty or thirty years to like in, like do all of the research that he did for that book, and it came out a couple of years ago. It's not that old, but yeah. I gotta I'm gonna check it out now. Yeah, I, I gotta pick that's it up. That's right up my alley. Dude, it's wild because like yeah, it talks about like Charles Manson and how he was tied in with the CIA and talks about operation midnight climax and i don't know if he mentions whitey bulger but that was another guy he was another guy that mm-hmm. when he was in prison they were dosing him up with lsd and that was before he really took over like south boston you know that's yeah. us that's us by the I, way I, <laughs> what's that we're, we're on the east coast yeah uh, people were oh yeah yeah from your audience oh yeah no yeah i knew, it. I knew that yeah <laughs> <laughs> no i was gonna say though like, um um, I, I there was a uh, I did a research project actually on Charles Manson. I, I read all of Vincent Bugliosi's book Helter Skelter. Yeah, he was the lawyer that prosecuted him. Yeah, dude, that guy is a shill, hundred <laughs> percent shill. Damn. Even the even the lawyer that went after him, it was such an orchestrated thing. And I made the argument in one of my previous episodes. I said, I said, isn't it funny that crazy ass Charlie Manson back in the '60s creating communes, dosing people up with psychedelic drugs and and saying that the cia wanted to create a race war between white and black people who would have thought that (laughs) 80 years in the future yeah that would have been exactly what he was right how like who would have thought that we were going to look back on crazy ass charlie manson and go damn that guy Fucking nailed it. Yeah, right. what you're talking about. Fuck yeah. He drives you nuts. It does. Yeah, it totally does, man. It, it's like that with, with some crazy motherfuckers like Charles Manson. Like uh even uh the Unabomber, fucking um he his whole manifesto like Timothy McVeigh. Uh no. no that um, that was Oklahoma. Who's the fucking Ted Zizinski? Ted Kaczynski. Kaczynski. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 Ted Kaczynski. oh yeah, he had some good ideas. Yeah, he, <laughs> he, 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 <laughs> I had he was fucking. That's a controversial was, statement, but I'll say it. I mean, sure. you read his stuff, you're like, holy shit, this guy's on to something. He was on to something. It just sucks that he was like out of his mind and decided to fucking do what he did, but he wasn't wrong. And a lot of these people who are who seem out of their mind, they're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, and he was connected. He was a smart guy, yeah. brilliant, connected to the same intelligence communities and government organizations. It's like, even even the most, uh, that I made that point in uh, the episode I just dropped, uh, uh, the Supercut Show, Reality Lies, Damn Lies, Statistics, Part 4, We're Fucked. I say in there that a lot of these conspiracy theorist guys, the Robert Welch Jr., the G. Edward Griffin, the uh, Robert David Steele, the QAnon guy, all these guys were former intelligence community people. Ted Gunderson. Ted Gunderson was an FBI director before he started talking about satanic ritual abuse and chemtrails and everything else. Yeah. And it popped his ass. Like, yeah. there's a concerted effort going on. It's obvious, people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, there, there's, there's a common variable, the intelligence community. And it, but in with intelligence, it's so, it's so hard to fucking tell though. Like, 
what's misinformation versus like what's the truth and and, and it's it's really you have to look deep and to even understand like okay these things are definitely true but what's i mean i'm being very vague but like what the fuck is this over here like (laughs) you know what i mean the only thing you have the only rules that you can actually uh commit to when you think about these guys these intelligence services is they don't work within their own countries and I, I believe they do hold to that. So it's like MI5, Mossad. You well, know, they all work with each they're other. All, they're all here. Yeah. And, you know, we're over there everywhere, obviously. Yes. We already have army bases like in 60, 60 goddamn countries or something like that. Yeah. 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 I mean, you just look at the contractors. You look at how uh, military contracting, no private mercenary forces work. Uh, we saw that with the Persian Gulf War. Yeah. You mean to tell me that they're not – they're doing the same thing in the militaries around the world that they're doing in Ivy League schools. They're handpicking oh, yeah. the people with the personality characteristics that are going to take the blood oath. Once you're in, you're in. This is your life. We're going to take care of you. You're going to live a lavish life, and you can't ever talk about what you're doing. And if you do, it's over. It's curtains for you. Mm. I think that's how it operates. I think that's how they do it. Oh, I think you're a thousand percent right. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. Have you guys seen, oh my God, have you guys seen that video of Kevin Hart on the, what's the singer from the, God damn it, I'm going to forget her name. She's the American Idol girl. Kelly Clarkson. uh, Kelly Clarkson, there you go. Apparently, there's this video going around where Kelly Clarkson's interviewing Kevin Hart. And she says, she says, yeah, I've been approached by, uh, you know, a lot of people early in my career and they offered me money to do things I didn't want to do. And Kevin Hart's watching this and he goes, <laughs> Oh boy. He starts doing this for the people that are listening and can't see the video. I'm, I'm shushing with my, with my finger. And I'm like, saying, uh-uh, uh-uh, don't say that. And this is on national fucking television. Wow. I got to, so yeah, what is Kevin? What is Kevin Hart? No. Dude, no, I mean, well, he, he was he was a vaccine pusher with Snoop Dogg on national television. Oh, was like, he? Yeah, this during during the Winter point. Olympics. No shit. This is my point. You can't. Be and there's that another big, video man. that I there's another video I saw some old uh, hip hop uh, guys like producers. I, I can't remember who they were, but there was like four or five of them on this video I saw talking about uh, certain government officials talking about we're we're gonna blow you up. You're gonna be the next hip hop. You know, whatever. Yeah. Are you talking about right Lazy song. Bone from one of the Bone Thugs in Harmony? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think that's what it was. Yeah, because yeah. he's, he's and that goes back to what you guys said about Tavistock, how they are creating mm. this Boom. stuff in the pop culture. Yeah, and it never stops. It just changes names. Like they just don't stop. Even even the operations, man. Like MK Ultra. Like yeah, they had to shut it down, but it didn't end. <laughs> yeah, you have Billie Eilish with black goo coming out of her eyes before she turns eighteen. The satanic know. imagery I see in everything, and I'm not a fucking super religious guy. Uh, but I mean, you have to be blind not to see this shit. It's fucking sure. everywhere. In every sport, I see athletes throwing up like the devil horns or the or like the OK symbol, which like you know most people associated with okay but i mean it's very known within you know certain circles at 666 and you see it everywhere did you see see prince um i think it was harry i forget what prince yeah it was harry prince harry uh after queen elizabeth died he was in this uh press conference with i forget there was some girl fucking elizabeth (laughs) elizabeth yeah but 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 he had that the devil horn Have, have you have you seen the freemasonic thing where they put their hand 
It's called the yes the, inside the, the hidden hand of yep. the fifth realm or the third realm or yeah they, they put, put it like in their pocket. Like, yep. So there's a sign where you do that, but instead of doing it like this with your like full hand, you're doing the devil horn in the lapel. Okay. And Prince I've Harry seen that. I've that. seen that. He did that very, very obviously in this oh. press conference after the Queen died. So there, oh. you know, I used to make this case with the QAnon videos. I'm like, if there's anything the QAnon videos got right, yeah. is that the phrase symbolism will be their downfall. Because yeah. now that you, as soon as you see the symbolism, like you said. It is obvious. You oh, can dude. see it everywhere. You really can. And like, yeah, to talk on the QAnon thing for a little bit, I, I was skeptical of them from the very fucking start because nothing gets that big unless somebody wants it to. Like they could have been shut down if they actually were legit. They would they would not have gotten as big as they got, in my opinion. But – the, the powers of it, it, exactly it's just that's my point yeah man I, and I intelligence community it's a it's a shame sure. because they brought up a I think they did wake a lot of people up to certain things that are really happening and that's good I mean people I think know, they did it on purpose because they're trying to stir it up well they they're have to, to they have to right don't they have isn't there something like uh like they have to do it in front of your face almost like a vampire has to get invited into your house like they tell you what they're doing. In one form Predict or the other. Predictive programming. Manufacturing consent or whatever Manufacturing the fuck. Consent. All of yeah. that. That is yeah. all All those things you just said, those are the tools. Yep. That's so you, exactly how they do it. So you buy that stuff? Like, uh, you believe that? Believe what? Like what we're talking about. Like, oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, manufacturing consent is obvious. Uh, yes, yes. That goes back to Walter Lippmann, Noam Chomsky, yep. Edward Bernays. Uh, these guys wrote about it. It's, I only it's, know uh, Noam Chomsky is being affiliated with that. I didn't know that other the other guys. That's cool. Oh yeah, uh, go pick up the Edward Bernays book, Propaganda. You'll right. learn a lot. Uh, that that's. Uh, uh, and then uh, I don't know if you guys know the story that uh, whoever created Netflix is an heir of Edward Bernays. He's oh really? Part of the Bernays family. Wow. And uh, did you know that Netflix is, has never turned a profit since no. its inception? Really. So it's being funded and kept alive for a re one reason or another and so I would they're just the printing argument. money they're just fucking throwing money at it then where well, does well, they're, they're, money go it's being funded and kept afloat because they're pushing propaganda everything you watch on that thing is propaganda all and those they, movies all those shows it's they, propaganda they sign everything they don't like turn anything down like you if you had a show pitch it to netflix man <laughs> like they'll probably do oh 100 yeah oh i mean have you are you guys familiar with uh, the Great Deception podcast? Oh, yeah, I've Maddie, heard of it. Matty T. He's from yeah, uh, Matt T. Oh, from Great Deception. Yeah, I've never so heard of it, but I've heard of it. He go back and listen to one of his first episodes where he does a deep dive into Disney and Monarch Mind Control. Oh, oh yeah, dude. dude, yeah, it he has multiple is mind blowing. I started he a hip hop so project good. named after that. <laughs> Not telling. Yeah, he's so good at what he does. He, so he's, he's doing really good. well. So he gets into the Monarch Mind Control and all that. He I starts should. there, and then he he goes into he talks about um, fuck uh, man. I the third Reich. Email him for an hour two. Yeah, well, <laughs> and he has he has the Monday Night Master Debaters group show that they him and uh, Ryan, Ryan and Dean people. do. From, yeah, so I mean, he has they have everybody on. You guys, if you guys want to promote the show, you should definitely get on there uh, on one of the Monday Night Master Debaters show because I've had a lot of people reach out to me because they said they heard me on his show. Yeah, so yeah, it's a good it's a good place uh, to. To go have a combo or two when you're starting out for sure. I'll be listening. And that's to that a great tomorrow. guy. No kidding. 
Yeah, I'll be listening. Yeah, his series on Monarch Mind Control and Disney is awesome. And he talks about oh. Tartaria. And He's a flood. huge ancient uh, mud floods. He's a huge um, ancient um, uh, architecture and buildings guy now. The, okay. uh, the, uh, the world fairs. He talks about the world fairs and, yeah. the, and the orphan trains and all the hidden history that that occurred and there's evidence of but you're not reading it in your history books uh, uh, uh. He's, he's got some video Dude, too those we we actually talked about the world fair stuff with balboni on our podcast a couple yeah months we ago. uh we conjured maddie we barely did we uh yeah, we, he, that's what he was talking about like um, uh, probably a couple months before we actually started talking about that but okay yeah there's another guy the mud flood I... stuff is crazy too because when you see like the scientific experience where they try to recreate it you're like dude if that happened on a real on on the scale that they say, like no shit, it leveled everything out of existence. <laughs> buried. Yeah, that's a fucking trip, man. Just yeah, it's like almost like you know, is that what killed the dinosaurs? You know, like what, like is it really a great reset? Are there really alien overlords? You know, that seeded the planet. <laughs> and if you want to get into ancient alien theory, right? And are we really a slave race created to mine gold for the ancients, like? You, you can take it down psychedelic rabbit holes mm. if you really get into the history of things. It's well, crazy. the thing is, um, <laughs> America itself, if you if you're paying attention like 10 years ago, they were they were pushing the super volcano underneath us in Wyoming. Yeah. And fucking like. Oh, yeah. The caldera. Yep. Yeah. It's like there and no one talks about it. And and if it ever erupted, it would destroy the entire country. But the um people are getting cocky too. Like if you look at the uh, the wealthy and all these trucks going into these mountains out west and like all these tunnels underground and shit and you know the giant military underground bases and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Like Missile silos. Oh yeah. Yeah. I wonder how far they go down as it is. Oh, like, who the fuck knows? They're everywhere. Well, though. so I've been told. So I've been told. Uh, are you guys familiar with the book Raven Rock? No. Nope. I've By, heard of it. Uh, uh, what's his name? I forget the guy's name, the author, but um, it talks about the missile silos that they've converted into secret doomsday bunkers for the rich, wealthy elites that are like 20 floors of just extravagance that will withstand nuclear winter if, if it came to that. So it's almost like like the amount of money that is being pumped into building these facilities. I mean, what do they know that we don't know? They know yeah. something. They're yeah. getting ready for something. You yeah, know, there's a there's, scary. Yeah, it is. It is. There's a lot. There's not a lot, but there's a few companies that build uh, underground bunkers for like millionaires too. Uh, yeah. 100%. I mean, it's, I, it's I, a, there's, there's a business. It's, it's like, like there's like a whole market for it now. Yeah. And you could. I've heard some people make the argument that it's a hundred percent. It was a market that was a hundred percent created through media propaganda, the fear campaign, the fear I could, porn. I, I could see that. I could see and that that's too. how I think they. That's how I think they drive a lot of market behavior is yeah. through the media. Yeah, sure. def definitely. Yeah, like the CIA's involvement. Like again, when, you know, you brought up Project Mockingbird earlier, but like even Ben Affleck, man, he was in a magazine just a couple months ago. I can't for the life of me think of what magazine it was, but he was talking about the CIA's involvement in Hollywood. Fucking Ben Affleck, like a guy like that can't say something like that unless he's fucking told to say it, or you're not ever gonna hear from him again. You know what I mean? But like, you know, um, I've heard a lot of people say that like, there's a certain level of fame and fortune that you don't get to get to, right? Unless you play the game with the people that are 
writing the checks. Dude, I love yeah. Kevin Hart comedy, but I, I gotta say, man, I, I I find it hard to believe that a guy like him can get to his you know place in the world without having you know. Dude, he's just Kelly Clarkson, Clarkson on national TV. On I gotta show. see that. Yeah, when she dude. started talking about it. I mean, what else do you need to fucking see? In my opinion. Yeah. I mean, yeah right. How do you right. define evidence of a secret group of people? Offering you money to do shady shit, Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. Do tell. Like, Dude. when's your expose? Go write a book. I can't wait to read that shit. Mm. <laughs> yeah, no shit, huh? Then all that stuff going on with, like, uh, Britney Spears and her just fucking oh, 100%. You know, erratic oh, 100%. behaviors. And, she's been in. She's in it. 100%. Yeah. She's being fucking fucked with, it seems like, anyway. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and you, you, know, you can take it back to look at how big the Kardashians got. You know, Kardashian's dad was one of OJ's lawyers. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then and then, and uh, then what's the other guy ties with Kobe Bryant guy? too. Yep, and then and, well, and he's also tied to that lawyer that apparently, you know, got massages on Epstein Island, but he didn't take his pants. Alan Dershowitz. <laughs> Dershowitz. There yeah. you go. Dirty Dershowitz. Dushwitz. I didn't yeah, take my yeah. pants off. <laughs> Guy, yeah, fuck wow. him, man. <laughs> but see, but the balls, even the balls on that guy, he's like, yeah, how's there? What are you gonna do? Right. I'm fucking Dershowitz. It's like, and and then and he's still a talking head that we're supposed to listen to on the mainstream media. Yep. It's like, how the fuck is this guy still allowed in the building? Totally, totally, <laughs> man, totally. People are fucking such scumbags. Like and, really? Like uh, this is the guy we're supposed to listen to on policy and whatever the fuck else? <laughs> oh my god, it's gross. It's so gross. It is gross, man. Wait, when I was uh when I was talking about Trump earlier, I was thinking like, you know, I do I think they're both you know, wings on the same bird or whatever. But there was one saving grace that Trump had for me, and it was during Epstein's first trial. Not not this last time that got him fucking murdered or suicided, but his first arrest. I forget what year it was. It was fucking years ago. But Alan Dershowitz, you know, got him off light. Like, he did very minimal time. But I heard that it was Trump that fed him to the DA. I heard it was Trump because Trump kicked him out of Mayalago for hitting on like a one of his younger, you know, waitresses. Yeah, falling or, out. Yeah, something like that, right? <laughs> and then and then he supposed he sold him down the river to the DA and that was responsible for his first arrest. But But then what's his name uh gave him that closed door plea deal. Yes. Uh, uh Acosta. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Yo. So there there he's in it. Trump is in the club. People. Yeah, yeah. Get it through your hands, got, America. Trump I, is in the big club. I found sure, a gentleman. Sure. I uh, we were talking about the underground base for a second, so I dug yeah. a, I dug in the memory belt block a little bit, and it was the Clinton nice. administ the Clinton administration made you know changes to the nuclear protocol. Yeah. In, in the U.S. Yep. And the most interesting thing <laughs> that they changed. Uh, this guy, this guy named Bell, we quote him that you know, um, U.S. policy on launch on warning is that we do not rely on it. In fact, in this PDD, we direct our military forces to continue to posture themselves in such a way as not to rely on launch on warning, to be able to absorb nuclear strike and still have enough force surviving to constitute credible deterrence. <laughs> Meaning that. In this nuclear doctrine, we do not fire unless we are fired upon first, yep. and we are strategically um, ass assimilating some form 
whereas we can absorb a nuclear attack on the surface, obviously, mm. at one point. Mm. And they, you know what they would oof. do? They would pull a false flag. They would fucking attack their own country, being us, and hold up a different country's flag. <laughs> It'd be like it was them if they oh, yeah. really wanted to, you know? Well, and, you know, Werner von Braun's uh, protege talked about how, you know, they're going to make Russia this big enemy. And Who was Werner von Braun? Right Who was his protege? Uh, her name is Bonnie... <laughs> Oh shit! Let me look it up. Sorry, uh, I don't mean Holmes. I don't mean to like jump on you. No, I get excited. No, 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 no. <laughs> no yeah, her, I think her name is Bonnie Holmes. Look her up. She's the first okay. clip in my latest episode that I just dropped. It's funny that we're talking about this right now because a lot of the stuff we're talking about today, I, I it is in this recent episode I just dropped. So I may I, I may have I, actually heard. I it. love I, the um, mix. The mix is awesome. Oh, okay, cool. I was gonna. It, I was I was wondering because I was like, I feel like you guys watched it because we're on the same subject. I did watch some of them, and it's funny, cool. man. Like. The, the stuff that I watch from, uh, like I said, Brian told me about you months ago, and I, and I listened to a few episodes back then. Dude, there's so much podcast out there. Like, I'm constantly jumping around, you know? But I you kept, you, I kept oh, you in rotation because, like, I loved what I was hearing. And, Thanks. Uh, dude, sure. I, I love I love your stance on everything because you are, you are in the middle. And, like, you'll, you'll say some, you know, you'll talk about the crazy conspiracies, but you're not married to them. And but, no. you, but you'll talk about the realities of of them, <laughs> and I like that. Oh yeah, it makes sense. You yeah, have I mean, to. You have to like. I like know. to present it uh, differently than a lot of the conspiratorial types out yeah, there. Yeah, and you do because be, because uh, I this is my so I, I I've been on Alex Jones a lot lately. I think he's controlled opposition. I, I think do the too. club got to him. Yeah, one thousand. And I don't think he. It was always that way. I don't think when he was making movies with Richard Linklater, like Waking Life and all that stuff. Okay. I don't think. I don't think that he was that guy then. But he is from Austin, Texas, where a lot of these. Yeah. There's, there's a lot. There's a lot going on in Austin, Texas. People. Uh, yeah. it, you'd be surprised. The bushes. And, uh, and oh, I think yeah. that. I think that uh, if you want to get into like the old cult thing. A lot of the there's there's this thing called a shame ritual that has to occur after you join, and uh, I think uh, the Sandy Hook thing was Alex Jones's shame ritual. I yeah. Okay. I okay. I'd buy that. And and, buy that. and now he's humiliation he's ritual big, thing. Yep. Humiliation ritual. Yep. And now he's I don't know if you guys know this. You probably haven't heard it on the mainstream media, but Mark Dice just dropped that he's the number one highest. New York Times bestseller. Yeah, Brian. Dropped, yeah. And I no swung. one's fucking talking about Brian it. Brian just I sent that to me over today. today. No shit, man. So uh, to tie it back to what, what did you bring up right before I said Alex one Jones? Because I feel like one I was von finishing Braun, the point. Uh, von Braun. And his, pro, uh, you know, his. Um, so we were uh, on the underground bases, a nuclear attack, Warner von Braun. Mm. It all sounds very. Oh, strange. no, this is what I was going to say. This is what I was going to say is that. We were talking about the podcast and, and about why how I'm trying to deliver this information differently. And the reason why yes. I'm getting on Alex Jones so much is because I my biggest criticism of Alex Jones is that the way he delivered the information on InfoWars on his radio show from this irately out uh, of control nut job. Yeah. Just blowing his gasket, about to fucking go assault somebody. 
we're coming after you. We're not going to let it fucking stand. It was so like, over the top. Just yeah. fuming out of his it. head over the top. <laughs> and it, 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 it reminds me of Werner, of, uh, not Werner, of Vermin Supreme. Are you guys familiar with Vermin yeah. Supreme? Yeah, up in yeah. New Hampshire. So, so if you're a libertarian or a liberty-minded person, you saw a guy like Vermin Supreme. I, I feel like Vermin Supreme is controlled opposition. I don't have any evidence to back that up. But he made anyone that thought about libertarianism look like an idiot because he you, you were like what's a libertarian look at vermin supreme you're really going to listen to this shit look he at this a guy boot on his head and it's yeah and it's like the way you're deliver the the way that you're presenting what otherwise would be the most interesting important information you could possibly expose yourself to yeah if it was delivered to you in a logical rational reasonable in my case passionate way from somebody who has been a military veteran who has lived in the liberal arts department of sociology at san diego state i've lived in worlds that are left traditionally and right traditionally and i have personal exposure and experience from both sides so that's why i feel like i have a unique perspective and then you you tack the music thing on top of it Mm. and that's that's how i created my show and um, I appreciate that you and others are really liking it, man. It warms my heart. It makes me feel like I'm doing a good job, and I'm not going to stop because someone needs to be talking about this stuff, and they need to deliver it in a in a legitimate, reasonable, rational way. And I know I don't do that all the time, but I try to keep it. I try to keep it like, okay, you might not believe what I'm saying, you might not agree with everything, but. At least you're not going. This guy's full of shit. He has yeah. an agenda. Yeah. You know, you're you're going. Wow, this guy clearly wants you to wrap your head around these ideas, and you can make the decision for yourself if you believe it or not. You know. Yeah. You know, it's weird being a musician. It's like I never thought. Like you know, 20 years ago, if I looked into the future, I'd be like, I'm listening to fucking talk radio. <laughs> like really. <laughs> and I'm love I'm loving it. I've always I've always kind of listened to talk radio. I, I mean because you know like Art Bell, it, Art Bell back in the day, you know, that yeah. kind of cool yeah. shit. Uh, that yeah. was always good. I always like the trope of the freedom the radio freedom jockey, you know what I mean? Yeah. I've always loved that. For sure. Shit. Yeah. Mm. And I That's see That's where I all this started, yeah. Yeah, you're finally being able to see people like live that out. And it sucks when they get like told to shut up and or they're yeah. controlled. Yeah. And it's just like, I'm sponsored by Pfizer. Oh, you know? God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, when you just do, I mean, go look at a Wikipedia page on some of these people, and your eyes will open wider than you ever thought. I and, think it's and been and heavily people compromised, People just don't though. do it. I, I think Wikipedia. Well, maybe that's true. Maybe that's true, but that's my point, is that there's still information there that you're like, you're gonna you're gonna learn some nugget of information mm. and then you know go look some some you know go look it up somewhere else don't get all of your information from wikipedia obviously because anybody <laughs> can write anything there but if, if you get an idea in your head go research it i'm sure there's books i'm sure there's articles yeah. newspapers you know like someone's talked about this stuff but uh, it's the, not coming from books. just one source you, you gotta know? get the books they're taking 100%. away the books 
taking away everything, man. You have to like use VPNs now and like anything that's not Google or even DuckDuckGo now is compromised. It's like, what the fuck, man? I, I haven't tried the Brave network yet. Are you familiar with Brave? It's another search engine. I guess it has no ties to Google or DuckDuckGo, but I don't know. <laughs> Who the fuck knows? Yeah, I, I listen to yeah. some guys that push Brave. And yeah. it's like I use a Gmail account for my email out in the public. It's like, yeah, go Google. I, but, I mean, but I hate I can't like respect Google at the same time. It's like, ah, haven't made the switch. Kind of feel like a piece of shit once in a while. Well, I feel like it's only a matter of time. Like, mm. if you guys see what's going on in China, I mean, they're... Are we they, allowed they to see what's going on in China? Do we actually they have billions know? of people tracked and monitored? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's the biggest Orwellian surveillance state, it, you know. And you hear Klaus Schwab talking about, yeah. you know, just sucking China's D. You know, they're just like, oh my God, the advances that they have made in over the past forty years is just amazing. And it's like, wait, if that's your model for the ideal, what's coming to the United States? That appeal, later. that appeal comes from the fact of the population. It's a huge fucking lab with a bunch mm-hmm. of rats, yo. You know, on that level, the stuff they can be doing to people and, you know, making breakthrough research like that. Fuck sure, yeah, I believe sure. it. Yeah. I believe they're making advances in shitty shit, you know, probably. Dude, I had a video. You guys might remember this, but I had a video on YouTube right before, uh, right before COVID really hit here, and it was this Chinese girl in Wuhan flipping out at her fucking camera, like just like like they are, they're lying to you, and she was bawling her eyes out. They did. She's like, they took my brother, they took my mother, and it was like just like a couple weeks later, COVID was here, and then all this shit happened. That video disappeared. And that's China in a nutshell. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I heard about yeah. a robot a robot dog with speakers. <laughs> yeah, that was that. a fun one. And it's like uh, they and they'll let that out on national TV. And I'm always looking at the mainstream media being like, why would they show us that there's a raid on Mar-a-Lago? Why would they show us what's right. going on in wars? Why would they give why would they publicly announce that we're making some stealth equipment? Mm. Like stuff like that. We're showing off like this this new technology on the news. Yeah, like the other news. people can't watch it. Yeah. Like I just can't take it seriously. I you don't can. know what's up with that. Yeah, and they do shit like that well, all like, the time. It's like I always say on the sh- it's the show and the reality. It's like that whole wag wag the dog movie. Yeah, yeah. 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 Is how yeah. they can they can literally create fake wars, fake false flags, and make you believe anything is going. Like you talked about Kosovo, mm-hmm. you know? Do you remember how Kosovo was talked about on the mainstream media during the Clinton administration? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's just a little skirmish, you know. We got a yeah. some unrest, you know. It was like Yemen level. Yep. And it's like no, that's fucking genocide or ethnic cleansing or whatever the hell they're doing. Or you know, exactly yeah. same thing that's going on in Yemen. When's the last time you heard a story about Yemen on the mainstream media? That's the same level of coverage Kosovo got. 100%. Yeah. yeah we it should says be, a lot. We should be looking at Yemen, but that's what they do, right? They, they point you over here while this is going on over there. <laughs> Look at the focus on Ukraine. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. What the F? You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't think that they're trying just to distract you from what's going on in, you know, Canada is right. one of many places that jumps to mind are you talking about chinese military bases oh yeah and they're they're coming they're i just read a thing that they're trying to put some type of chinese bio lab in some somewhere in florida or somewhere on the east coast too oh shit and so and so it's like 
you know, as soon as they start infiltrating from a business perspective, it, get you're ready. Done. Yeah. Get yeah. ready. You're fucked. <laughs> Not looking good. No. And, well, you, know, Char- you know, speaking of Charlie Robinson, is that or Chuck? Charlie? Chuck Robinson? What's Charlie. That progression? I've never Charlie. heard him called Chuck, though. Sorry, I, I was like, whatever. Sorry, Charlie. Charlie Robinson. Yeah, sorry, Charlie. You're Chuck um, now. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I forgot where I was going with that. Yeah, oh, my well. cousin vote Charlie. Yeah. The Chuck thing threw me off completely. Now I feel stupid. Oh. <laughs> I love those, bro. I love Cap. I had a Cap. good point. Are you too. talking about the Chinese on un- un- Chinese underground uh, uh, fucking? You just talked about it. I just love the conversation over crank. It's a phenomenon I catch once in a while, and it's just like I take it all in. And it I'm is just like, like a traffic. Wow. It's like a traffic jam, like <laughs> of words, right? Because <laughs> there's so many ideas. <laughs> Yeah, once you get your brain going, it's like Freudian slips in your mind. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> this is what looking into this shit does to you. Hold on, let's not lose this. Hold on. We were talking about like uh, China, Yemen, Kosovo, China, China, fucking... We were talking about mainstream media. Mainstream Look at Ukraine. Look at what's going on in Ukraine. Yep, we, yep, 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 yep. What's going on in Ukraine, which is complete and utter bullshit, and they're one of the most... Oh, it was the money laundering. Yeah, there we go. That. All right. That's where I was going with that, was all the... All these shell corporations that apparently have been set up in Ukraine, yeah, and all this money that we're sending over there to support the yeah. the conflict. I think the hidden agenda there is we're gonna bankrupt the United States because we're getting ready to destroy the United States. Sure. What it looks like to me. Think yeah. about it, dude. Yeah. Like all the they're, lumber. They're gonna bleed the coffers the- and they're gonna run. That's what's gonna happen. All the lumber for houses, like, it is like shrunk down a third since it was used to be built like fucking 50 60 years ago mm. just i think it's just so you could fucking mow that shit down with a bomb baby <sighs> yeah. it's all built to standard <laughs> everything has to be built to fucking standard and it's like the only thing that could take this down is a bomb they're 1000 percent trying to ruin our economy right now i mean and you see that all the time like every every ten or so years, you see it happen with a different false flag. Nine eleven was a perfect example, like that they brought down the world economy. <laughs> well, they blew with up the PNAC. They agreement. blew up all the records for all the fucking bullshit. Oh, there was Trill- multiple. Trillions. There was multiple things. Yeah, they, they destroyed did. the paper trail. Yeah. Yeah, 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 they did, and it was big. But they did multiple things like at that during those attacks. That 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 had many implications. It, yeah, they lost. I don't know. Was it? It was trillions of dollars at the Pentagon. They came on TV the day before talking about how they just lost a trillion dollars, and then that wing of the Pentagon gets hit by a fucking plane the next day. Coincidence? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. But now, yeah, Lucky they, Larry's insurance policy. I mean, yeah, you don't think dude. that wasn't pre-planned? I mean, come on. Yeah. So Larry Silverstein, like. He took out that that billion dollar insurance policy. How long before? It was only like weeks or a month, right? It wasn't long. I think it was like a couple months. Yeah. Mm. So he and well, and you know what? You know what I also always think about? Have you guys seen the Zeitgeist videos? Yeah, I've seen. I've, yeah, yeah. Wild, the last yeah. part where you have Aaron Russo talking about his relationship with the Rothschild guy, and he said that he told him that there's going to be an event there in New York, and out of that event, you're going to see the war on terror. We're going to go fight this war against people that are hiding in caves that we'll never find mm-hmm. and we'll just be able to just continue to rake in money from the military industrial complex and like you know, it, it's only a matter of time before you start hearing the, that story and then this story and then that story and you look at the timeline 
and you realize people have been talking about it for years yeah. and then it, you know one day you will have the real realization that it's all controlled yeah Everything. you see I, you yeah. see them fuck up all the time too because they time. like people always say that they're like how could this there could there could never be this many people involved and it's like well yeah there could be and if you're watching you see them fuck up like you see it even like CNN, like they were interviewing, uh, they got the fucking tape from Osama bin Laden when they were going after Osama bin Laden in a cave. How the fuck can they find him in a cave, but yet our army or, you know, our fucking, <laughs> we can't find him. You know, he's in interviews all over the news. And then Maybe they, they filmed all that stuff when we were funding them. Yeah. <laughs> when he was the CIA operative, remember that? During Kosovo. Remember when we flew his family? Remember when we flew his family out of the country the day after 9/11? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. Yeah, and, and we were there were he was helping us out during the Kosovo conflict actually. Uh, yeah. I, it's fucking nuts. And then that story very, came out. Very very well orchestrated uh, little world that they created. Mm, yeah. In, uh, whatever year that was where they made the Illuminati if that's in fact what's going on. That's in fact who's behind it. Who knows? See, I love how you say that. I do. I love how you say that, man. Like, if because you got to leave that open. <laughs> yeah, because I don't really know. Right. And I, and I and I found in my life that if you're too sure of something, you'll be disappointed. You know, <laughs> you, you, you got to leave some level of discernment. Like, sure. You know, until you have evidence, it's it's theory. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. There's a lot of. But it's fun to talk about. It is fun to talk about. I mean, and, and you can see the pieces like we've been talking about. You see the pieces. They all fucking fit. It's sad. It's really sad. But I, I think that shows like yours and what we're trying to do here. And, you know, I, I think it's important because too many people have the attitude of we can't make a difference. They have tanks. They have an army. I'm of the mindset like, yeah, you know what, though? There are plenty of people in the army that would that are already a part of a militia that they're not talking about. We have access to tanks. There's plenty of people that have access to fucking plenty of weapons. But, it, you know, I would hate to see it come to that. But I think my point is that we do have the power as citizens. We do write these people's checks. Like, ultimately, we are fucking paying them. And if all these, like, uh, people like yourself and all us and people that think like-minded, like, we could all really, if we're on the same fucking page, make a difference. Except on the macro, if you think about it, it's you can compare it to the prisoner complex where the, the inmates outnumber the guards. But they never do shit. No one wants to go first. Well. No one wants to stop what they're doing because they're chasing their bills or they're chasing they're chasing something for themselves well we're in that invisible prison like you were talking about earlier they keep us comfortable too many people are just complacent and and that's the problem and then you have people when when you know when we're having important conversations and i do believe this is an important conversation there's too many other people that are like oh that's you're just you know smoking from a fucking hopium or whatever <laughs> It's like no, we we need to people need to get on the same page and figure this shit out because it can be figured out. These are these are evil forces, and where there's evil forces, there are good forces that oppose them. They like, kill people like, who try to it's speak good and against evil. them. Yeah, and yeah. so like plenty of evil evil people get killed too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, it's the evil the biggest murder counts in the world have lived full lives. Mao, like not Hitler, but I mean like you know, <laughs> yeah. Mao, ki Mao killed a lot. <laughs> yeah, he did. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah Everything course. you guys are saying right now reminds me of a couple of memes I actually recently posted or, or saw. One of them was, Negative if the situation fun. was hopeless, 
the propaganda would not be necessary. Right, dude. That's a great meme. And, Fuck yeah. And, there, <laughs> and then I just posted one the other day that said, if you realized the amount of money that was uh, put into brainwashing you, you would realize how special you are. Dude, that's a great point. It's and, true. And it, that, that's how you deliver this information to people is I you, you take you, you attack it with love and not fear. And that's how it's been presented in the past is through fear. And that we need, you know, that pendulum has to swing uh, back and someone's got to be giving you this information from the opposite side. And that's what I'm trying to do. Absolutely. So. Yeah, that's beautiful said, man. That's beautiful. It's true. If people would just take the time to – dude, if anybody would just take the time to notice how hard they're fighting us on many different levels, they're not fighting us because there is no fight to be had, right? <laughs> like clearly yeah. there's a threat. <laughs> there's something. Something's happening. Yeah. I mean – and, you know, I would rather be prepared and I would rather know uh, – even, even if I don't know a lot, I would like to know a little about mm. what might be – coming over the horizon and you know and maybe that's from the military you know prior proper planning prevents piss poor performance mm. I, I want to be prepared <laughs> you know what i mean Absolutely. and i'm trying to give other people the tools to yeah. be prepared themselves yeah well at the very least if you have no one else that will listen you can help yourself <laughs> you know what that's I mean? what i mean by the, the therapeutic side, side of podcasting, podcasting. yeah it's yeah just a creative outlet yeah definitely definitely as a songwriter too, I uh, yeah, I relate to that. That's all you do I, it for. You have all this stuff in your head. You I, have to get it out. I think it's goddamn, to. goddamn hilarious, Kev. That the Woods, uh, that's Kev's group. Like probably about seven years ago, came out with a song called it "Truth Brigade." After a little while, maybe after a year. Yeah, that was about the ago. war in Syria. <laughs> and now Obama used to be like this dude. Uh, this entity under Obama is now like part of this group called the Undivided Truth Brigade or something like that, and it's like, um, it's some it's some pretty lefty stuff, and they're just it's it's all to combat misinformation. It was the bottom line of it. They created some new group and they named it after Kevin's song, and I think you should sue them. You know what's ironic about that, dude? Wow. The original name of that song was the Anti Truth Brigade. Ah, but no. then I wanted to, I named it more of like a sarcastic title by calling it the Truth Brigade because it's misleading and it's not about you, truth at all. Are you going to start playing that on your show? Is that kind of what your the future? You said you're going to start having bands play live. Yeah, like yeah, we we. Because I was going to I, I was going to say send me your stuff. I'll play it on my show. Oh, too. right on. That would be awesome. I'll send you some oh, stuff. Of course. I do it. I don't. I don't plug my own shit that often, and I'm not really good at self promoting. Well, I'm good. At, I'm good at promoting anything. I'll sell ice to Eskimos. So, send <laughs> send me your songs. Right. Uh, I, I mean, you've heard me. You've heard my music section on the show, like hell yeah. I, I love anything I've heard you. I like introducing you, like like uh, it's time in the UFC light heavyweight division. Like <laughs> yeah. I like blow it up. Like let's get entertaining about it. You know, I'm I'm introducing this awesome new band. You know. Yeah, you do a killer job with that, man. I I love your choices. I've I never heard a muse before, and uh, I listened to them today, and it was fucking great. Yeah. Ah, uh, there was another band. I'm afraid of everything in the world. Yeah. I love yeah. that song. Dude, that was really Great. good. Then there was another band that you played. It kind of reminded me of like a mix between like Strung Out and Rise Against. I can't fucking think of the name. Personal of Crisis. Band. That's my new favorite band. Oh, They're really? They're so good. Okay. They're right. so sick. They're probably my new favorite band. Mm. They're very, they remind me of 
yeah, like you said, strung out or like core habit. I don't know if you guys are familiar with core habit. No. Very hecky, thrashy guitar, punk rock, fast drums. I love that shit. Oh, awesome. Skate. Awesome. Rock band. Oh, yeah. That's great. <laughs> Man, yeah, dude. Think, think about that just draws me back to friggin' bad religion lyrics. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Like he tried to wake so he tried to wake so many people up and just like he just wanted people to hear that. Like he was mm. he was all about kind of like that truth. He was kind of based on a couple issues, but like Yeah, know. whatever. You're not going to agree with everything. And then Propagandi yeah. was out. Propagandi was fucking always great like that. Yeah. yeah. Canadian too. I love Propagandi too. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's that's where you know, and that's kind of where I got the inspiration for the song. Like, no effects, just you know, the whole, you know, is just politics. Should, politics shouldn't have anything to do with punk rock. And I'm like, that's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that's bullshit. You are fucking stupid if you think that. And then they wrote the like decline. Yeah. What was that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. So much of their shit's political. I love no effects. I don't really agree with Fat Mike on everything, but again, I don't really agree with anybody on everything. Um, yeah. That you can I mean, I always I call everybody idiot savants, man. Like some of us, yeah, yeah. all all of us, all of us are very brilliant in one area, and we're just the dumbest idiot in another. Like I'm guilty <laughs> of it too. I'm retarded. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I I'm so like I do stuff sometimes that makes me just want to punch myself in the face. Dude, you know likewise, I mean? likewise. Like what are you doing, dude? Like come on. But then I'll just you know go knock out a fucking doctoral dissertation for a show after that. You know, so. <laughs> it's funny. Everybody's like that, man. Everybody's got their thing, and that's why I have such a big problem with education. Like, we're not teaching people anything. Like, we're creating robots. Like, that's yeah. not education. No. You know. Yeah, and they're numbing them down, man. I remember being in like fifth grade, and over the intercom every lunchtime, they would call down more than a dozen kids, and we'd all be, myself included, would be standing outside of the nurse's office to take our Adderall, our effects, or our Ritalin, or whatever the fuck ever. And it was gross. just so, yeah, it is gross. It is gross. I ended up turning around and selling all of it by the time I got into high school. I was like, I don't even Smart. like this shit. Yeah. <laughs> we grew up in a culture that fucking taught us how Flip to it, fucking Flip fuck, it. deal drugs, do drugs. Yeah. Well, there was a time yeah. where I considered myself straight edge, which the saying is, if you're not now, you never was. But I claimed to be for a while when I was younger. And, uh. I guess I really wasn't because I was selling my fucking Adderall and Ritalin, but <laughs> I wasn't doing it. <laughs> doing it. Yeah, just don't get high on your own supply if you're trying to make some money. Yeah, exactly, man. I had plenty of older friends that went to college that would like hit me up for my script. I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> doesn't that feel? Doesn't that whole story though? The Sackler family with like the opioids and all that too. Like, doesn't it just feel like on purpose? Yeah, it like, is. Like if, if we can, if we can distract you. And screw up your mind in any possible way. They're gonna do it. They're gonna come at you through TV. They're gonna come after you through education or the lack thereof. They're gonna come after you through the medical industry. Like every every industry, yeah, yeah, is is trying to get into you in some way. And that's why we all need to be so. We need to be stronger, tougher people, just in general, more disciplined, yeah. because it's only gonna get worse for people if you don't start. For Basically, sure, you know? for sure, man. Dude, you brought up like acid being. Hey, like when a, I um, oh, when I come back, we'll split the show. Okay. Yeah, what you brought up earlier, like the acid being, uh, you know, put into pop culture and brought into like the music realm, you know, and I they did it with they've done it with 
crack and heroin on like to the whole nation i mean we dealt with the heroin epidemic during vietnam and in harlem and then in the 80s there was the iran contra scandal and all the crack with freeway ricky ross and la and the crack explosion in the gary u.s webb the gary yeah. webb taking fucking what two bullets to the back of the head and ruled a suicide <laughs> Dude. Right. Oh my God. It, it's insane. And now, but we're seeing it again. I remember back in like 04 or like, yeah, pretty much after 9 11, um, Oxycontin and heroin started blowing the fuck up. And Huge. it's been like that since, man. We went into Afghanistan. I mean, our troops are guarding fucking opium fields, and suddenly all this heroin is flooding our streets. Like, fuck. <laughs> what do you think's really going on? Hundred percent. Yeah, dude. I got, I got, a, I got a Marine buddy that served in Afghanistan for six years, and when he came back, he looked me in my eye and said, "Andrew, I was in Afghanistan for six years, and I still can't figure out what the fuck we were doing there." Uh, <laughs> and it just drove me crazy it still drives me crazy because i'm just like what are we doing like what are what is our government doing with other colluding like it really does i hate to go all conspiracy nut job tinfoil hat but yeah it's start, as soon as you we i mean at this point we're stacking stories story after story after story yeah. all pointing to the possibility mm. of scary terrifying situation being actually real and not fiction <laughs> yeah and if that's really the truth then you know i challenge people to ask themselves like <laughs> do you have faith in any of it the school the church the government like the only thing you can have faith in anymore is yourself and like-minded individuals that you trust. Yeah. And that's going to be the future. Like it's going to be tribalism in the streets if yeah. this goes this experiment in America goes south and I don't know, communist subversion plan, the whole cold war thing with Russia, uh, you know, China's rise, both of them being communist sympathizers in, you know, China for sure now and Russia in the past, and I'm sure there's still, you know, elements of it in the culture and the belief system they want to destroy the west they've tried to destroy the west for years i think they're getting close yeah and that's what scares me the most about what's coming is because you know the, yes there are the globalist new world order types but within all of these different countries around the world they have their own elite they have their own aristocrats that have their own agendas yeah. so there's going to be there's going to be infighting even within that club yeah. And that's and that's I would make the argument that that's what the history of world events is. Is mm. aristocrats fighting other aristocrats over time. That's a good argument. <laughs> There's so many fucking ways this could all go south. <laughs> yeah, we should um So what we'll do is we'll take a little break and then we'll uh we'll we'll be right back after a little bit of file moving and we'll be back with another part. It's been a pleasure. I need a beer. Sounds good. Hell uh, yeah, guys. All right, so we pause right now. Yeah. Uh, are we 